Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, everyone. Good evening, Saints. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for listening to our Bible study, our Tuesday night Bible study, by way of Chaos Blog Talk, Praise Tabernacle. Thank everyone uh, for tuning in. Thank everyone for listening. Um, thank everyone that's on the panel that was able to make it um, on tonight, be able to listen. Um, you know, uh, Pastor and First Lady, I believe they won't be on tonight, um, but we're going to go ahead and give uh, a good word on the night, good lesson, got a good one in store, and actually, I'll be uh, your teacher on tonight, so I'll be bringing the word, and for everyone that's listening, uh just hope that you all will be able to be encouraged and get something from this lesson on tonight, because um, we're going to be coming from a familiar scripture and topic on tonight. But before we get into that, we're going to pray, and then we'll go right on into the message and uh, go from there. Lord Jesus, i just like to thank you, Lord, on tonight for everyone that has opened their um, hearts and minds up on tonight, Lord, to receive from you on tonight, Father God. I ask that you would uh, just be on the midst, allow your Holy Spirit to reign free on tonight, Father God. I ask that everyone listening be filled and that we be challenged, that we be encouraged. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, just asking that you would just take over this service, Lord, and ask that you would hide me so that you can be seen, Lord, and let no flesh get any glory because all glory and honor belongs to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Saints on tonight, we'll be coming from Romans chapter 8. And we're going to be going from verses 1, probably on down to 13. So we're going to be starting Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 13. And our topic verse, uh, we're going to look at verse number 9. But ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit. If so, be that thou, that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So we got for the topic on the night, who's in control? Again, my topic for the night is who's in control. So on tonight's lesson, we're going to go over a common battle that we all have in participating in, whether you know it or not. The battle is the flesh versus the spirit. Depending on who's in control at that moment, there's different results. There's different rewards as well. So tonight's lesson, we're going to look over 
some good scriptures, pull out some good information, and let's see how this applies to our life currently. So tonight, we're just going to pull out from the scriptures and apply this to life. So if y'all would, let's look at Romans 8. Again, verse 1 is where we're going to start. We're going to go all the way down to 13. And the word of the Lord reads, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of, of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. So as we see here immediately, we see some of the benefits for walking after the spirit. Look at what, you know, the word says when it starts off. There's no condemnation, which is, you know, very important because that word in particular means to pronounce to be guilty, to sentence, to punishment, to doom, to eternal punishment. So right off the rip, we see that, you know, there's some, uh, benefits to walking after the spirit because there is no condemnation, as the word says. Also, verse 2 um, is letting us know that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're made free from sin and death, from the law of sin and death. Uh, this means that, you know, operating through the Holy Spirit will allow you the victory over the sinful things that we deal with. Man, you need the Holy Spirit to overcome sin. You need the Holy Spirit to overcome the, the power of sin. And because you made that choice to choose Jesus, you get this free gift. And this free gift will help you escape the eternal death, not our natural death, because, uh, you know, this flesh has to die, and, and this flesh has to die daily. You know, and the word backs that up. So, of course, here, just early on, we see that there's a, a, a battle. There's going to be, you know, the benefits of, you know, the spiritual lifestyle. So it's important for us as saints to continue to represent, you know, uh, for, for God and, and lean toward the Holy Spirit and not allow our flesh to get in the way. You know, when it starts off like this, you know that, you know, we, if, if we're putting the emphasis on walking by the Spirit and talking about what happens when you walk according to the Spirit, obviously there's going to be a major difference if you're walking after the flesh. If you're walking after the flesh, you have a lot of different things that you have to deal with, a lot of different things that you have to go through. That's why it's so important for us as Christians to make sure that we are doing what we're supposed to be doing you know, at all times, and, and we do know that a lot of this stuff, uh, it can get a little bit hard, it can get a little bit tough, it can be tough to manage, tough to deal with, but regardless of that, we got to know that we got to lean onto the power of the Lord, lean onto the Holy Spirit, and allow the Holy Spirit to operate, move, and direct us in our times of need, and just just throughout our daily walk, regardless of if you're in the middle of or in the middle of a situation, in the middle of your storm or anything, you just got to be able to lean on God more 
because um, the more we do that, the stronger we'll become, and then the better um, this walk will be, the easier this walk will be. As long as we continue to lean on the Lord, trust in the Lord, and then we put our faith in him, and then we allow him to use uh, his Holy Spirit to guide us and to direct us um, on what we should and should not do. A lot of times it's uh, very easy, I would say, to probably go off um, the, 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 go off the path that we're supposed to be on and go towards what the world is doing to please the, to appease the flesh. That's very easy to do. You know, the hard part is for you to stick it out and do what you're supposed to do and follow after the Lord and, and, and not follow everybody else. So tonight we're going to see where that goes. And, and I want to encourage everyone that's listening on tonight to make sure that you know who's in control and that we get a better understanding and know what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be doing. Verse 2 on down to 3. And we're going to go down to 4. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be filled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, focusing on, especially verse 3, we know that that's talking about, of course, when Jesus came, Jesus came and he was made flesh, you know, and he came, as the word says, God sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. So, of course, Christ came, and as he came, he put on this body of flesh because he was already uh, God. He's already the son of God. And then he came, he put on his flesh because he had a job to do. He had a job to do and to fulfill the law that uh, the Mosaic laws, he had to, to fulfill that. And this is what man couldn't do. He took on what man couldn't do. So he completed the mission. He completed what everyone else couldn't do. Uh, Jesus came and did such. So his walk made our walk easier because he lived it and he died for our sins and overcame everything. You know, everything that was set in place before him, before he arrived in his body of flesh, Jesus, um, he, he fulfilled everything. So we got to understand that he had the greatest sacrifice. He had the ultimate sacrifice. He came and felt what we felt. He came and experienced what we experienced because he had the same flesh that we had, but also he uh, obviously was operating in the spirit like we are supposed to do. As Christians, we are supposed to follow after Christ. So when Jesus was operating in the spirit, of course, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he was able to get through everything that he got through. That's what we are supposed to do. And once he died, that's what he left us. He left us that free gift that I was telling you about earlier, the Holy Spirit, you know. And all we have to do with this same body of flesh 
We have to continue to deny our flesh and operate in the spirit. So it's very important for us to manage who's in control because that flesh is a mess. That flesh will have you doing things that are not of God but pleasing to the flesh. You know, sometimes it may feel good in the moment, which is some momentary pleasure. But so many folks let that momentary pleasure or that temporary pleasure take over, and they get lost because they allowed the flesh to take control. And we know that, first off, I know I ain't the only one that may have had a a moment where we have allowed the flesh to, of course, operate and you end up doing things that you know you ain't got no business doing, you're supposed to be doing, and stuff like that. So we got to watch out about when we allow our flesh to take over. We can't allow our flesh to get full control. You know, we 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 just can't do it. So simply put, we got to understand that there is a battle going on. So there is a power struggle going on. The flesh wants to fight against the spirit. And then, you see, when that fight begins to happen and when you see that the flesh is winning, that's when you see some outrageous stuff beginning to happen. You just look all across social media. You can look um, as soon as you turn on the news. When you see a lot of craziness going on, these people have allowed their flesh to act up. They've allowed that flesh to take control to have full access over their lives. And we can't do that. And then we can't allow ourselves to get put in those vulnerable situations as to where we are no longer in control, where we don't have our uh, spiritual guidance, where we are not spiritually in control. Because if you ain't in control, then you're out of control, simply put. That's when a lot of different things happen. So we got to make sure that we allow the Holy Spirit to take over. So if the Holy Spirit has taken over, these things get a lot smoother. This is when you have a peace and a peace of mind. And that peace of mind only comes from God. So we got to know that we have to allow the Holy Spirit to be the focal point of our lives. So as we're going about our daily walk, that means that we have to be able to accept God spiritually. So what does that mean? We have to get in our word a little bit more. Of course, that means that instead of feeding ourselves um, certain music that doesn't uh, serve us well, but it serves the flesh, we got to stop that. We got to get more spiritual. We got to make sure that when we when we waking up, you know, we we praying. We got to pray throughout the day. And I'm saying we because, you know, I'm including myself. I'm not saying this stuff as if I am I got everything all together. I'm telling you that this is what we have to do as a, as a unit, collectively, as a body of the church. We have to make sure that we are uh, doing our best to allow the Holy Spirit to operate. If we allow the Holy Spirit to be in control, then we'll be just fine. So we just got to make sure that we are doing our part and then allow the Holy Spirit to do his part. And when the Holy Spirit does his part, everything else becomes easy. Everything else just falls into place. So we got to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do. 
I mean, so at this point, there, <clears throat> I don't know who else is on. If there's any comments, uh, feel free. Any examples, any questions, any testimonies uh, before we move forward, if anyone got anything. All right. No problem. Again, so we'll just go ahead and keep going with the lesson. Again, so we just got to make sure that we know who's in control and the spirit has to be in control. And let's look at verse 5, and let's go on down. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So simply put, even at that moment, you know, those that allow the flesh to end up winning, that's how a lot of different things end up happening. I mean, that is how a, a, a lot of issues come about. I think uh, Sister Bugs just said that no one can hear her. If anyone uh, could allow her to speak, that would be great if she gets on. Um, but, uh, but make sure that we allow the Holy Spirit to operate and to have, amen, to have have reign over our lives because when that flesh gets to taking over, again, nothing good happens when the flesh have complete control over you. You know, and I'm not talking about for a moment. I'm talking about ongoing. I'm talking about when the flesh fully has control over your mind and over your body. I'm telling you, that's when things begin to happen. <clears throat> in, in verse 6 and verse 7 explains it. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So this proves that also, you know, having a, a carnal mind puts you out of position with God, where instead you're being on the, instead of you being on the Lord's side, you know, you're enmity against or simply put an enemy against God, all because you allow the flesh to take over. The flesh has taken over your mind. And once the flesh has taken over, you know, you continue to, to do the things that the flesh, um, you know, that's appeasing to the flesh, and that's how you continue to have problems. Sorry, um, my voice is going out. But, again, so that's when you continue to have problems when you allow the flesh to continue to take over. And when you continue to allow the flesh to take over and have full control over your life, you're going to have problems. For example, and let's, let's think about this. For example, if you're talking about someone that has an addiction, they have allowed that one thing to completely take over their way of thinking. And now that's all they think about. That's all they want. Now that thing has gotten so important that it has replaced other things of importance, including God. So that's what an addiction can do. But also, just like that, those people are carnally minded because those people have allowed the flesh to completely have rule and access over their lives. 
They're in, they're in control. The, the, the flesh is in control. So that's what happens. If you allow God to be in control or the spirit to be in control, that's how you're able to shake that thing. That's how you're able to break these addictions or whatever. That's how you get away from these things. Because, see, that flesh can get very, very strong. That flesh, you know, can build up. That flesh has a certain desire to please itself, to please itself. And it will continue to do that by all means. Like I said, with that example of of an addict or someone that's facing an addiction, they will continue to feed that addiction no matter what it is. I mean, we're talking from drugs from, you know, pornography, from anything. It could be, it don't even have to be that deep. You know, it can even be you're addicted, so addicted to social media or something that you're not even getting involved in your word. <clears throat> because if that has replaced um, God in your life, then that's an addiction. Because if every time we turn around, we can't get a break from social media or from technology, we're putting down on the forefront, then we have allowed that flesh to take over. So when I'm talking about an addiction, it doesn't always firsthand have to be drugs. You know, an addiction is whatever you continuously do, and you've got to have it. You've got to have it. You want it. You've got to have it. And there's nothing you won't do to, to end up getting it. That's an addiction. So these types of things happen, and it doesn't always have to deal with drugs. So we got to make sure that, we are setting ourselves up for success versus setting ourselves up for failure because the moment that we continuously yield our, our vessels to the flesh, and that's how we're setting ourselves up for failure because we're allowing the flesh to be in control. And we are not supposed to allow that to happen continuously. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. <clears throat> but, again, on the other hand, being spiritually minded, has a lot of benefits. The word says peace and life. Listen, saints, ain't nothing like having peace. And God can provide peace regardless of the situation. He can provide peace. He provides life and not just any life, but life more abundantly. Simply put, if you allow the Holy Spirit to keep control, then heaven belongs to you. So it's important to know Who's in control? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to encourage you to know who's in control and to allow the Holy Spirit to be the one that's in control. If you listening to this message and you know that you have allowed the flesh to take over, maybe this is your first time listening, maybe you're dealing with some things, maybe you even seasoned in the Word, but you're still dealing with some things. And this is this is pricking your heart, and you know what you got to do. You got to allow the Holy Spirit to move and, and operate. Allow the Holy Spirit full access to your life. What that means is that means that it's going to be some change. That means that it's time for a change. If you allow God to take over, then you're going to do the things that are pleasing to uh, to the Spirit, to what God wants you to do. That's going to be against the flesh. And that's where you're going to have that battle. It's going to be a battle, ladies and gentlemen. We can't avoid that battle. But what we can do is we can control who's going to be in control. And it might be tough. It might be just as hard as, as, as changing your diet. 
it may be just that hard. You know, just like anyone is, you know, you're trying to, to lose weight and you want to come up with something, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, to make a switch. You've been eating a certain way for so long. It ain't no different than someone that is a new convert. They've been allowing the flesh to operate for so long and control them, and, to, and they don't even know it. You're just doing whatever you want to do for so long. It's hard to make that switch, but you have to. It's going to make more sense. If you want that peace, you're wondering why everything is going on in your life. It's because you have allowed the flesh to continue. I can't tell you uh, how many people <clears throat> I would say that have that problem and, you know, they're wondering why so much is going on so often, continuously. You've been going through so much for so long, but then you got to find out, well, what have I been doing? You know, that's when you got to take accountability. A lot of times, not saying all the times, a lot of times those are people that have allowed the flesh to continuously take over. They don't be in the word no more. don't go to church no more. I mean, if you talk to them, you know, you wouldn't even think that they, you know, know who God is, know who Jesus is, because they've gotten that far away. And that's what we can't allow to happen. Because especially for us that are listeners, we allow that to happen. We ain't no better than, you know, the 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 person that, you know, is an atheist or the person that's out here doing whatever. You know, so we got to make sure that we are allowing the Holy Spirit to move, operate, and dwell within us. Man, any comments or any questions? I know earlier uh, Sister Bones is uh, trying to get on. I don't know if they were able to to get her on or not. Any questions at, at this moment? All right. At this time, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, take our halftime break. We're going to raise our offering, and then we'll come up um, and, and we'll finish the rest of the service right afterwards. So at this time, if anyone that's listening, hopefully um, you have enjoyed the word so far. Hopefully um, it's encouraging and hopefully it's pricked your hearts. Um, And if anyone would love to be a blessing unto the church and what um, the church has been doing, especially our extended arms ministry, Pastor told us, I believe, last week, that um, the cash app is up and running for the extended arms, and I'll give both extended arms and the church cash app, anyone, if you would like to be a blessing, uh, you can be, um, again, no set amount, um, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, it'll be just fine, and we'll continue to use those funds to be able to do our outreach program and different things that we have going um, I'm pretty sure that also would uh, help with what Sister Buzz got going. She has um, a lot of different outreach things, her goodie bags as well, um, that pass out to, I think, uh, everyone that's in need that will help with that, help with, you know, just help with the community. Again, if you would like to give, um, Church Cash App is dollar sign PQC 877. And if you'd like to give directly to Extended Arms, that Cash App, is extended on, no S, that's dollar sign, E-X, 
T E N D E D A R M. Amen. So there's no S on that. So just extended on. Amen. Back to where we were. Again, like I said, if anybody is tuning in, if you'd like to comment, if you get uh, get a chance, you can. We are going to go forward with the word and get ready to wrap this thing up. First, number eight, going on to nine. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, if so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Amen. These two scriptures, and again, let me let me read this again, because that one, you know, these are important scriptures. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So these scriptures, again, are, are, are very important. This is where it gets real. This is what separates the real Christians from the fake ones. This will separate the real from the fake, for real. You know, so if you listen, whoever's tuning in right now, if you're, you're listening, you might want to, you know, hey, write this down, bookmark it, highlight it, screenshot it, whatever's clever. Do what you got to do. But those two scriptures right there are very, very important because, you know, the word makes it plain. If you don't have the spirit of Christ, meaning the Holy Spirit, then you're not a child of God, then you don't belong to him. Again, if you don't have the spirit of Christ, meaning the Holy Spirit, you're not a child of God. You don't belong to him. That's what the word says. That's what it just says right there. So for all of the people that get to singing stuff, and you know, if you ever met someone or maybe you, you know, you may have met someone uh, or maybe seen this on social media or anything where you got people that love to bring up, you know, maybe the name of Christ, but, you get to hearing them and listening, and you're like, man, they're saying stuff that don't add up. And then next thing you know, that's the evidence. And you're like, no, that's Holy Spirit wouldn't go that route, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Not that, not that go that route. Not that you just went that way. Those are the, those are the children of God. This is what the Word says. This ain't just my opinion. This ain't me calling nobody out. At the end of verse 9, it said, Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That's putting it plain. So, saints, let me tell y'all, for example, what what happened. And this is honestly one of the reasons why um, this Bible study, this topic that I'm going through right now came up. So earlier this week, I really think it was like last week, I saw um, a post on social media um, I was just, you know, on Facebook, and it was talking about um, it, it was a movie that was up and coming film that had uh, depicted Jesus in it, and it was called, you know, the Book of Clarence. So I only watched the clip, but when I watched the clip, and this is an interview as to where 
um, an interview as to where in the middle of this interview, this man is going over the film and he's talking about, you know, the how it was playing portraying Jesus. And now this is a large platform that is doing this interview, you know. So this was, uh, you know, on the on the Breakfast Club, so large platform. So the man in the middle of it, when he's explaining, uh, you know, how it was to portray Jesus and what does that mean and stuff like that, this man gets to talking about this film and talking about what he believes is that we are gods, like talking about we're gods. You know, then he says that, you know, God is in us, which that part is true. And then he's saying, you know, God is inside you no matter what you believe. Now, this is where it's just way off. And he also get to talking about accepting other religions and, you know, talking about everybody else and everybody, of course, think that they got, got it right and stuff like that. And this is what bothers me with Hollywood or bothers me with the masses because what happens is you have the majority of people that want to go that one way and and they want to say that it's you know many ways because they are all inclusive they just think that okay it's okay you know and then you want to build yourself up so many people nowadays are wanting to call themselves god i've never heard that so much until these last few years as to where you have everyone wants to believe that they're god you listen you know you watch another interview and you can watch a, a old rapper and he'll say What's up, God, and this and that, and they say that they God. But, again, at this point, this bothered me when I looked at this um, interview, and I'm thinking that this thing here is going to be a good Christian movie, but leave it into the hands of Hollywood to kind of twist things around, and he's trying to, you know, they're trying to change the narrative, and I got an issue with that, you know. And I, don't, I didn't watch the movie, don't plan on watching the movie, but I didn't like what he said on the interview. So, therefore, I'm looking to see just how to get a, get a taste of the, like, uh, of the world, so to speak, how they thinking. So I go, go to the comment section. You only see a few people that are standing up and saying that, you know, he's wrong and going against it or whatever. So me being me, I'm like, you know what, man, I got to say something because I'm not going to sit back here and not say anything. So. I wrote back, had this long, you know, post about it, and I just said, you know, people are just saying anything and, and trying to say that it's Christian-based. You know, we are not God. God is only present in the children of God, those that have accepted Christ and have acknowledged him as their Savior. Having the Holy Spirit is the evidence of being a child of God. That's when I reference Romans 8, you know, 8 through 10. And salvation goes through Jesus. That's John 3.16, John 10 and 9. So this is something that we had just spoke about Bible study about a, a, a week uh, about a week ago uh, when First Lady just did the scripture, Matthew 7, 3 and 14. So it, it's so important, you know, so many people that are going down the wrong path, you know, in Hollywood, and, and so many people are following them versus going to scripture and these types of posts and these types of interviews are misleading and it's misleading a lot of a lot of folks and that's going to lead them on the path to destruction you know so that was last week when first lady was talking about you know of course uh broad is the way that you know leads to destruction but we're talking about NTN and the straight gate you know that narrow way 
And that's the one that's going to lead us to heaven. So, so many people are being misled and going the way that the masses are going, that Hollywood is going, that people are forcing you or, you know, to get your mind going a different way and forcing you away from God if you're not careful, if you're not the one that's protecting yourself, if you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to be in control, you can be thrown off. You can be the one that's easily deterred, you know. So that's where we got the, you know, getting our word. That's where we got to realize, you know, who God is, who's in control. So, you know, I put it to you like this. I, I did that long post. And it's been a whole week later. I go, look, this is how the world is. And I ain't getting out one light. You can look on there right now. You'll have people that was agreeing with what this man said about, you know, we are God and stuff like that. And you'll see so many lights. But then we sit there and we, we go with scripture. We go with the Bible and we want to stand up and can't get nothing, nobody to support. You know, it's kind of crazy that this is the world that we're going in. So this is why we end up having this type of conversation even on tonight, to make sure that we understand that we got to uh, allow the, the Holy Spirit to operate and to be in control. Uh, again, any any questions? I think um, I think Elder Oliver said that Sister Bugs, you, may be, you should be on if you want to say anything. Can you hear me now? Yep, I sure can. Okay. Um, well, you are doing a, a very important topic on tonight, and you're doing such a good job on bringing this word out. And I love Romans 8, especially once I first got saved. Romans 8 just became my verse that I cling to um, that encouraged me and just helped me to Stay focused in the salvation, but now coming back to it so many years later, there's just so many things in here with being older and at a point in my life where God is asking more of me where it's just like, okay, I can continue to make the same decisions and seek different outcomes and ask God to give me more and do more, but yet still try to seek and satisfy my own selfish fleshly desires. And this week the Lord is just showing me how many things I really should be giving back to him. And it's not just what I listen to. It's not just what I watch because that part for me, I've been, I've been, uh, you know, listening to Christian music for a couple years now, I can't watch every TV show. I can't watch every movie because it's just unsettling for me. I like the, I literally get beat up by the Holy Spirit if I try to watch it. But now, just in this week, the Lord is like, all right, what about what you're eating? Let's talk about this physical part of you. And so it's just simple things, simple things, little things where it's like, God, I really have to give this to you too? And it's just leaning on the Holy Spirit to not only instruct me, but also just open me up to see, okay, well, this part of your life and this aspect and this thought and this mindset, all of these parts of you, I need them. And you can't keep holding on to them if you want to go to higher levels and do more. And going to higher levels and do more doesn't mean 
blessings, prosperity all the time. It might mean more suffering and more humility. It might mean that you have to be called into places and spaces where I need you to be the literal hands and feet and love of God. But if you are going into these things selfishly, wanting your own glory, wanting your own whatever, then there's not going to be any room for me. And so when I tell you God is just talking to me this week about self-control, about being obedient, and how even when you're talking about the law, and I'm going through the book of Exodus right now, and you read the book of Exodus, Leviticus, and there's so many little intricate details that us as human beings would have never been able to fulfill, and Jesus Christ is the perfect fulfillment of that law, and God knew that we couldn't fulfill this law, and this law was here to show us and teach us obedience, and when we failed, Jesus came and reconciled us with God. And so I just, I love everything that you're saying tonight because it's everything that I need to hear and be reminded of that if we're going to be believers and if we're going to say that we believe in Jesus Christ and at some point in the maturity of our faith, every single thing that we have and every single thing that we do is going to have to be for God's glory. And I told my students this, if you aren't at the point where you're breathing for Jesus, then you got to grow and work on that. And there's some times where I even take my breath for granted. And I'm just at a point where it's like, okay, God, I see that it's literally every single thing and every single part of me is literally for you and your glory. And you created me and put me here for a purpose. So it's just moving from a point of self-centered, self-focused view to opening my eyes up to see, okay, there is so much that you called me to, and you are so much bigger than what I could have ever thought and have imagined. And I love him more and more each day for keeping me here and having purpose in my life. And I just hope that I can continue to grow and get it right the first time. And when I don't get it right the first time, I know there's grace and mercy for me to pick it up and keep moving. But as you were saying, don't stay there and don't let the flesh keep me there in those moments where I'm in weakness and just lean on the Holy Spirit and trust on the Holy Spirit to get up quickly and run away from that sin and not dwell and linger there. So I just, I love everything that you're saying tonight. This is everything that I need to hear. Amen. Absolutely. You're 100% um, correct. And I definitely um, appreciate, you know, the fact that, like you're saying, that, you know, this, message of applies to you, you know, directly. We all can, you know, have our own moments as to where, you know, hey, the flesh has, has, has rise up or whatever, rose up and it didn't act it up. But we can't allow that to happen. We can't allow that to be the norm because, you know, again, for those that are listening, if you allow stuff like that to be the norm, again, you are no different than, you know, someone that doesn't know Jesus. And we have to be you know, set aside. We have to be separate, you know. His scripture is all about that. Of course, you know, come out from among them. Be, be holy, be separate, you know. Make sure that we're, we're we're separate. So make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And in order to, to do that, you know, that holiness, that comes from the Holy Spirit and allowing him to, to operate, you know, and take control. So it, it may be tough. I'm not saying it as it's an easy thing to do, but it is tough, but it is a reminder because it's something that we have to do, you know. So, again, great comment. Um, if anyone else you can um, comment, if not, I'm going to go on um, and finish out from 10 to 13. 
All right. Verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So, saints, again, if you if, if Christ be in you, now the body is dead, and that flesh has to die. But the spirit gives you life because of his righteousness, you know, and not self-righteousness, but the Lord's righteousness. So if you truly have the spirit of God in you, then you already know that, you know, of course, you're not God because you can't do this by yourself. You need a Savior. And the Savior has provided for you because he loves you. So, again, we can't get like what I was talking about earlier, how the world tried to say that you're God and put yourselves in certain positions. No, that's you trying to highly esteem the flesh. You think that you you God because you you want you know your flesh has taken over. You want more credit than you deserve. You want the credit that belongs to God. That has to be of the flesh. That doesn't make sense. You, if you're going to be that type of person as to where you want to have think of yourself so highly. Think about that. You know, if you think that you're God, you're thinking that you're, you know, you think of yourself a little bit too high, which means that, you know, you have allowed that flesh to take over, you know. And we got to understand that you need a Savior. That same person, you need a Savior, you know. And Jesus is the Savior, and you have to accept it. But for those of us that have already accepted him and know exactly who Jesus is, and we know that he loves us. We know that he gave his life for us. We know that when he died, he sent us a free gift, and that free gift was the Holy Spirit. And it's our job to allow the Holy Spirit to have full access to our lives and continue to stay fed spiritually because the benefits are far greater for being a child of God than it is if we're out here operating in the flesh and allowing the flesh to take over because, again, we allow the spirit to be in control. If we listen, we get peace in life. We get protection. We get all of these good things, and that's just the name of few. Of course, that comes along with the fruit of the spirit. It comes along with so many other things. I'm just telling you that peace in life is enough, you know, because everybody won't just have that type of life. Everybody won't have heavenly life, that eternal life that we're going to get. Everyone won't have that. Some folks are going to experience that second death because they have allowed the flesh to control their lives. They've allowed that flesh to take over. 
Again, we got to understand, Saints, that when it comes down to it, there's a battle going on, you know, in the flesh. And, of course, the devil wants to be able to get to your mind and wants to be able to get in control of your flesh. And we can't allow that access. We can't allow that to happen. Listen, so therefore you have to protect yourself, protect your mind, do not be carnally minded, make sure that we are focused on the things of God, make sure that we are not continuously yielding our vessels to sin, make sure that we are using our vessels to glorify and uplift the Lord, be available when we need to be available, do what God tells you to do, if you put something in your heart and mind to do it, then you do it. Then you know it's of the Lord. Me and my wife were speaking about, you know, and I just told her the other day, you know, that I, I, I got a spirit of discernment, you know, and I know that I do, but it's so often that we get to a point as to where we like, well, something told me to do this. Something told me to do that. But we got to know that something is the Holy Spirit. You know, and a lot of times there's some things that I can get a feeling from, and I'm like, ah, I don't like that, or this ain't going to work. And nine times out of ten, it ends up happening exactly what I was feeling. It go down that way. So listening more to the Spirit, so therefore the Spirit has access to me. So the Holy Spirit is doing that. Ain't nothing that I know. I don't know no future. I don't know none of this type of stuff. But what I do know, I know well, and I do know that the Holy Spirit knows best. I do know that God knows best. See, I'm not giving my flesh any glory and and any credit for anything. That would be crazy. So it doesn't make sense. So I'm here to tell you and make sure that we don't listen to our flesh, but we allow God to rule and operate over our lives because if we don't, you know, and if we allow the flesh to have complete rule over our lives, then that leads us to destruction, and that destruction leads us to death, and that death ain't just regular death, it's a second death, talking about hell. So we got to understand that we have to, we have to be careful on who we allow, what we allow to control us. For example, last thing I'm going to say. It ain't no difference, for example, if you got it for all my gamers. You got one game, and you got a controller, one controller. But it's two people sitting there that want to use that controller. That's the spirit, and that's the flesh. So the longer that we allow that flesh to end up having the game, it'll be game over before we know it. But if we end up allowing that spirit to take over, and that's how you beat the game. That's how you get the reward. That's how you get to the end. So make sure that you pass the controller because tell that flesh that it ain't your turn no more. Go on on and pass the sticks. Go on, on and allow the Holy Spirit to take over. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to take over, then you get that peace and that life that you deserve. And that's all I got. Make sure you guys know who's in control and allow the um, Holy Spirit to be in control and stay in control. Amen. So um, there's any final comments? You all can say final comments before we get ready for benediction um, and, and get get ready to close.
Any final comments? Again, Ms. Toler is a good word of tonight. Um, I love the video game reference, especially as someone I've grown up playing video games um, by second hands, as my cousins always did. So once I got into it, I was a cheat code master, and I wanted to find whatever way I could to get to the end to get the best result. And so I think, you know, you putting it that way, it's just like who wouldn't want to be connected to somebody who knows all the answers, who knows all the cheat codes and all the best ways and the shortcuts, and that's nobody but the Holy Spirit who's played this game and knows how it ends. And so I I love that. Love that. I'm going to steal that, and I'm going to take that to school. <laughs> That's a good one. I appreciate you. You added a lot to it as well. So yes, please, hey, spread that to school because you know it ain't it ain't mine to keep. God gave it to me in that moment. It ain't mine to keep. Let's continue to you know spread the good news. That helps. That's gonna help someone you know as far as connecting with them, especially with the with the younger crowds as well. Anybody else? All right, thanks. Thank you all um, for listening. Thank everyone that um, tuned in on tonight for Bible study. Again, um, thank you to our panel, um, those that were able to um, comment. Thank you, Sister Buzz, for every comment that you made on tonight. Um, definitely uh, made it a lot easier as well, so we appreciate that. And um, those that tuned in a little bit later, uh, Pastor First Lady, uh, their son had a basketball game that they were attending, so um, they weren't on tonight. Uh, but even in their absence, we had to continue, of course, with Bible study. You know, that's what they would want us to do. And hopefully someone listening, like I said, was encouraged and got something from tonight's Bible study. So, again, um, we're going to have um, service again. Saturday night, that's uh, Zach's appreciation at the um, at the church um, on Simonton Elementary School. Lead uh, service starts at 6:30 p.m. for everyone that's listening. Those that can make it. Um, Sunday we'll have our normal scheduled service uh, starting at 9 a.m. at Simonton Elementary in the cafeteria area. Um, those that listen, if you can, come out. If not, you can tune in continue to watch us on Facebook as well. Next week, this same time, Bible study again. Um, next week as well. So thank you all again for listening, and um, pray that you all were encouraged. Lord Jesus, on tonight, Lord, just like to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord. Thank you for those that were listening, Lord, and again, praying that um, someone um, that was listening, was encouraged, someone felt that word uh, on tonight, Father God. Thank you for you sending your Holy Spirit, Lord, and giving us a better understanding of what it is that we need to do as Christians, how we need to continue to walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh, of course, because that flesh uh, will lead us to destruction and down the wrong path. But we just thank you, Lord, for that encouraging word on tonight, Father. Thank you for everything, Lord. I ask that you would 
Um, grant traveling mercies for those that are on the road, those that are uh, traveling right now, Lord, and ask that you would touch every heart and mind that is listening, Lord. And, Lord, I'm asking that those um, that are listening and maybe on the other side will yield their vessels now to the Holy Spirit and allow the Spirit to continue to take over, amen, and continue to lead and guide the people and guide the saints, Lord, anyone that's dealing with any sickness, Lord, I'm asking that you would touch those bodies, Lord, touch any situation that the saints have going on, Lord, and allow them to um, be able to know, Lord, that, that, of course, you got their back and whatever they're going through, that it'll be all right. And, Lord, that you would give them that peace, Lord, that peace that we just went through in the scriptures on tonight, Father God. Send peace to your people continuously, Lord, and we just thank you. Uh, we lead us face from every presence. Matthew 28, 19 through 20, our great commission reads, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things and whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the word. Amen. <laughs> 